friends, hello there. Welcome to another episode in the teaching series. Hey, we're going to do something a little bit different for today's episode. For those of you who've been following along, we have been in the midst of a mini-series called Rabbis and Disciples. And we're going to take a one-episode break from that mini-series because we are in the midst of the Christmas season. And I don't want to just blow through this season helping you to better understand rabbis and disciples and all of that without just pausing and reflecting a bit on 2020 and specifically as we are going through this Christmas season, how do we best engage what is before us in light of everything that has happened around us over this last year. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you find this video to be helpful, just like this video, subscribe to our channel. And if you just know someone who needs to hear the thoughts that are offered in this video today, please share that with them. All right, let's jump into this episode and let's reflect a little bit on 2020. Hello everyone, I'm Brad Gray and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. I created the Teaching Series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context, and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. Please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. As we look back on this last year, I would imagine that most of us could indicate a number of highs that we experienced. And definitely all of us could highlight a number of lows we experienced. And the lowest of lows for me happened five weeks ago. It was November 6th, Friday night. I'm coming off stage in Denver after doing a two-hour session. And I look at my phone and my wife says, call me as soon as possible. And I called her up and she informed me that one of my best friends, Larry Largent, had just passed away. He was 36 years old. In fact, he would have just celebrated his 37th birthday here in December. And it was incredibly challenging news to receive. We all knew that it was going to be coming eventually because two years ago, he was diagnosed at the Mayo Clinic with a very rare form of dementia called frontal temporal dementia or frontal temporal degeneration. And it is a devastating dementia, especially if you're diagnosed in your 30s. It not only strips you of your cognitive abilities, but it also strips you of your personality. And so it's been very, very difficult these last two years just watching one of your best friends just go downhill mentally and having their personality change. And it's been incredibly challenging for his wife, Erica, his three girls, and for his extended family. And so this news came on that Friday night and that following week, Shallon and I flew to Minneapolis for the viewing and the funeral. And I had the great honor of doing the message at Larry's funeral. And in that message, I got to share a story. And it's a story I want to share with you as well, because I believe it will significantly help you as you navigate this Christmas season. 
So 12 days before Larry's death, and nobody knew that his death was coming this quickly, but 12 days before, and this was roughly two weeks after I was speaking in Denver, I was speaking in Orlando at Discovery Church. And it was for their Sunday services, and they had asked me to speak on Acts chapter 20. They were in the midst of a series on the book of Acts. And in Acts 20, Paul does this incredible speech to the Ephesian elders at a place called Miletus. And in that speech, he talks about how his only desire is to finish the race. And running a race is one of Paul's favorite metaphors or was one of his favorite metaphors to use about life. And so I did this teaching about all the different ways that Paul used this metaphor of running throughout his letters. And so one of the things that I did is because where races were run in the ancient world was in a stadium URL. And so she sent that to Erica and they put up on the computer screen, the live stream of me speaking and Larry, who hasn't been cognitively with it for a long time, is locked in to this screen as he is watching me teach and as he is seeing this photo in the backdrop, which is a place that he had been before. And what was so astounding about this particular message and how God used this in connection to Larry and Erica and their family is that the whole sermon was about Paul's use of the running metaphor about running life's race well. But at the very end, I concluded the sermon by having everybody stand up. And I just spoke the words of Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2 over them. And I just said, listen, this has not been written by Paul. We don't know who wrote Hebrews, but it's in the same vein of what we have talked about today in the sermon. And so I just want to conclude with these two verses. And so I recited Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, which goes like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and the word cloud there was used in ancient literature to talk about a big crowd, as in a big crowd in the midst of a stadium. And we still have the stadium photo up behind me. And so it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And that's how I concluded the sermon. And what I had no idea of is that all throughout that sermon that Larry was watching on the computer screen, his eyes were big. But when I recited those words, his eyes got as big as humanly possible. And what Erica would tell me later on that day, she said, Brad, that was our wedding passage. They had that not only read at their wedding, they had it over their bed, their entire marriage, because that was the passage that they anchored themselves on. Erica said, this is the passage that I have held on to for the last two years. 
and friends on a Sunday morning when my wife and Erica are never texting on a Sunday morning with my wife having no idea what I was going to be talking about. And get this, in my 15 years of teaching the Bible, I have never taught on Paul's use of the running metaphor in a church service or have done Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 in connection to running a race. I do that on my trips in the Middle East, never here in the United States. And God orchestrated it so that Larry and Erica and his family could have a moment where it was like God was screaming to them, I see you and I am with you. And nobody knew that 12 days later, Jesus and Larry would be able to meet face to face. And I tell you that story because, friends, this is the kind of God that we serve. Eight billion people on planet Earth. And yet God knows everything about each of us. God knows the highs we have gone through this year. He knows about the lows that we have gone through. That if we are in the midst of a challenging Christmas season, God is with us. And my hope and my desire for us as we are just thinking about this Christmas season is that we would recognize Emmanuel, that God is with us, that God is with us in ways that maybe we don't understand right now in these moments. Maybe for some of us, we can identify these miraculous moments like God coming into that living room in Minneapolis and putting pieces together for Larry to be able to hear his marriage verse, looking at a stadium that he got to run in. And I believe in those moments, God was even saying to Larry, which is what my sermon was all about, you have run the race well, that God is reaching out to us in the midst of these challenging circumstances. And my hope that for us this Christmas season, that I know that as we're nearing the end of the year, that for many of us, we just want 2020 to be over with. I am with you in that. But here's what I don't want us to do, is just to wish this season away. You know, typically on a normal year, the problem that we deal with during Christmas is being too busy, right? We've got parties, we've got events, we've got things that we're going to, and it can be so busy that you get to New Year's Day and you're like, wow, I just like flew through Christmas and never really got to enjoy the season. It's like opposite this year, right? It's like everything has slowed down and we've got all of this extra time. And here's my concern for us this year is that we're gonna take that downtime and we're going to numb out to what we're actually feeling. And I wanna encourage you not to numb out, not to wish this year away, but to embrace this season and to embrace Jesus in the midst of the season. Because friends, this is why Jesus came in the first place. This is what we celebrate with Christmas be with us, but to deal with the problems of our world today, the pain, the brokenness, the chaos. This is why God became man and entered in to our world in the season that we celebrate as Christmas, because Jesus came to deal with what is wrong with our world today. And so I don't know what your rhythm has been in the midst of this Christmas season. Maybe you haven't even had a rhythm. Let me just share with you what I have been doing. It Maybe it'll be helpful for you. Is that I get up early in the morning and I come down here into my living room 
I turn on the lights on the mantle. I turn on the fireplace. I turn on the lights of the Christmas tree. And I just sit on my couch over here and I just play some low Christmas music. And I just sit here and I think and I pray and I ponder and I just ruminate on what has happened throughout this year. And one of the things that we talked about uh, in the midst of the, the first kind of wave of COVID season, we did a series called Grapes in the Desert. In episode 103, I talked about the importance of lamenting the losses. And I talked about how, you know, multiple times in the teaching series, I've talked about being grounded in gratitude, but just the importance of being able to hold both of these intention to, yes, highlight all of those things that have been great, but also at the same time, lament those things that have been lost. And I just sit in the midst of my couch and I just say, God, here is what has been lost in the midst of this year. But here are all of the things that have also been gained more time with my family, less travel time, more time to be able to do this. And I just kind of highlight both the things I'm grateful for as well as the things that I am lamenting. And in the midst of this, I'm just centering myself on the Christmas story and going, Jesus, thank you so much for coming and for coming to deal with the pain and the brokenness of the world because we feel it more right now than most of us have felt in a very long time. And so friends, I wanna encourage you to jump into a rhythm for the last part of this year, to find ways in which you can slow down, not numb out, not just try to get through, but to embrace the year in its highs and in its lows and in the midst of it to embrace the real reason for the season, Jesus Christ, to just offer up to him what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and just anchor yourself on the reality that in the midst of the chaos we find ourselves in, we have Emmanuel, God is with us. He sees us, he knows what's going on. He is working in the midst of these circumstances. He is still King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is on the throne. Jesus came once. Jesus will come again and make all things right. And between his first coming and his second coming, Emmanuel, God is indeed with us. May you sense that this Christmas season. So friends, as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And yes, may you walk out the text well in your life, but even so in the midst of this season, may you all have a very Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.